Good morning. It's Saturday, June 13, 2020. I'm your host, Sophia Nelson, and welcome to the One America podcast. As you know, on Saturdays, I like to wrap the news of the week past so that I can catch you up and have a conversation about something that really struck me. As you know, we have had quite a last few weeks with protest over the death of George Floyd, a Houstonian who had moved to Minnesota. Uh, He was laid to rest this week, ironically, at the church of one of my sorority sisters uh, in Houston. I spoke at that church back in 2012, and uh, the service was broadcast live on television, and uh, it was indeed a moving tribute uh, to the life of Mr. Floyd. But I think that Uh, The more important focal point going forward is, as I started with podcasts right at the beginning of when we began the lockdown for COVID-19, and I asked the question, who do you want to be and what kind of life do you want to have? And in this moment, those two questions remain, who do you want to be and what kind of country and life and service do you want to have? Do you want to give? Do you want to participate in? And a couple things struck me uh, this week. Of course, uh, the protests, which have pretty much slowed now, they are still in places like Seattle, large numbers of protesters, but we've seen enormous change. And I want to encourage you to continue to read my weekly column in the Daily Beast, pay the dollar, it's well worth it. Uh, Newsweek's Daily Beast is one of the biggest uh, publications in the globe. We have correspondents all over the world. A lot of us are pundits also on CNN and MSNBC and other places. And um, I think that it's so important that you are reading because sometimes we can't get everything in on the podcast. But I wrote a couple of columns this week about the death of Breonna Taylor Uh, the young black woman who was an EMT in Kentucky and who police wrongly came into her home. They had the wrong home, the wrong person uh, with a uh, what they call a no knock warrant, which means they can just enter your home, which is reckless and start shooting, which they did. And of course, she ended up dead. Horrible. 27 year old young lady dead and gone from this world. Excuse me if you hear a little bit of noise. That's me scooting my chair up. But nevertheless, Um, I wanted to focus this week, though, on President Trump's yet another bad decision to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma on June 19th, which is Juneteenth, which is the day that African-Americans celebrate the Emancipation Proclamation, the day that the slaves were freed, and uh, give a speech in a packed arena uh, in a place, Tulsa, where the largest massacre of black people took place around the 19, I think, 20s or 30s. Rosewood was another such instance in Florida. You should look both of those up because one of the things, if we're going to go forward better, if we're going to get beyond uh, conscious bias, unconscious bias, bigotry, etc., we're going to have to talk about hard things. And we're going to have to tell the truth about history. But in my column this week, I talked about... um, This notion of how do we go forward? You know, I don't really want to dwell in what happened because we all know what happened to Mr. Floyd. We all know that we have a race problem in America. We all know we have an inequity and an injustice problem in America. We know this. Fundamentally, we know it. We were just reminded. And we've got to talk about solutions if we're going to move forward. If we aren't solution focused, if we aren't uh, creating meaningful reforms, and engaging in meaningful dialogue, we're going to just keep going back here again and again and again. 
But on this notion of President Trump giving this speech uh, this morning, he announced that he was not going to go to Tulsa now because of the uproar that it caused. Um, In point of fact, I was working on a piece uh, for the New York Times and um, I woke up and saw the news this morning and had to hit the editor and say, "Okay, we'll have to refigure something else out because if he's not going to Tulsa, it kind of takes away the point of my argument. But I think that it's worth parking here for a moment and really reflecting on where we find ourselves as America right now and where we find ourselves in terms of how we're going to go forward because go forward we must and we've got to heal this wound and right now we have a president who's simply incapable of doing it. I'm going to be very blunt Uh, This president is racist. He is. um, And he's proud of it. And he's unabashed with it. This uh, commentary that he's made, the moves that he's made, uh, they're dog whistles, right? To stir up fear and division in our country, to make white Americans feel like somehow they're the victims, like somehow they're being picked on. And that's just not true. And I pray that you're not following uh, his comments. And more importantly, I... I pray that you're not falling for them um, because they're toxic. And it's not what any president does in a moment like this. There has been no president in this great republic that I can think of, with the exception maybe of Andrew Johnson, number 17, who was Lincoln's vice president. And when Lincoln died and was murdered, assassinated, he became president, who so divided the country. Woodrow Wilson was another, uh, invited the Klan Uh, watched uh, Birth of a Nation at the White House, um, instigated and instituted Jim Crow policies in federal government um, during his presidency. So we've had a couple, there's no doubt, but you're also looking at the context of the times. Uh, You know, racism and racial injustice was huge at the beginning of the birth of this nation. We had slaves and up until Lincoln's presidency, uh, they remained enslaved. So you have to deal with the fact that you are dealing in a different context. And to be in the 21st century, frankly, it boggles my mind that we have a president who talks the way he does, acts the way he does, speaks the way he does, and tweets the way he does. So my message to you on this Saturday morning coffee, this Saturday thoughts, which is always one of my favorite segments is, I want to encourage you in your workplace, in your family, with your kids in particular, to have these conversations about what do we do to go forward in our community. I know my church has been doing a great job. Pastor Charlie Whitlow, shout out to you and Community Church of Ashburn for you spending the last two weeks spotlighting, talking about, digging in, educating white parishioners on what goes on with black citizens in this country. And you did it not by sitting on your perch as a white man trying to explain it, but by bringing in people like myself and others to share our experiences, to have daily prayer with you, and to really put our finger on what it is that we deal with so that others might understand. And so I want to encourage churches in particular. You have a lot of power, churches. Uh, My church is racially diverse. So it's not all white or all black or all whatever. It's diverse. It's mixed. It's about 30% of color. And um, I'm going to have Pastor Charlie back on again. If you get a chance, listen to his podcast around Easter. I had him on on Good Friday. He gave a good word. He talked a little bit about our church and, uh, you know, the good works we were doing during the COVID crisis. 
Uh, we have the second largest food bank in Loudoun County, Virginia, so we do a lot with that. But he um, is going to be one of the voices for change. My pastor marched in the protests in D.C., and I was very proud of him. Um, it means a lot to show solidarity. So, I, again, I want to encourage you, those of you who listen to me who are corporate execs, there are many of you who are in journalism and media, in industry, in education, you have to take accountability, as do I, for making us move forward in a better way towards a more perfect union. And in this moment, I continue to ask myself, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? And how do I want to impact others? How do I want to bring people together? How do I have these conversations with uh, family members, friends, and others who simply didn't know? For whatever reason, they didn't understand the violence against African-Americans uh, from police. They didn't understand that uh, African-Americans are two times more likely to receive uh, force, physical force at the hands of police just for a routine stop than anybody else. And I could go on and on and on. Uh, we love the police. We don't want to defund the police. We don't want to cut the police off. That's not the answer, guys. The police are part of our communities. They're part of our families. They're part of our friend circles. They matter too. And what we need to do, though, is be clear that they understand, as many cities and states have done just in the past week, they've gotten rid of these awful chokeholds. We need to get rid of these chokeholds nationally. They've gotten rid of uh, laws where, like what happened in Minneapolis, where those other officers watched instead of intervening and pulling their colleague off of Mr. Floyd. They could have saved his life very easily by saying, man, get off. And if you don't, we're going to pull you off. And they didn't. Now they have a duty to intervene. So we need to have reform. We need to change laws. We need to um, sit down at the table and talk about the hard things and talk about the history of policing and the racism that is in police organizations because they have historically been just like the fire department, just like all these uh, traditional public safety uh, agencies. Most of them, if you go to New York, if you go to other places, and I and I was really touched. I saw someone who was white. Um, I forget the guy's name. He's very prominent. He heads up one of the unions. And he said, you know, to my white colleagues, Italians, Irish, etc., your families gave you affirmative action for generations. The police department, uh, the fire department, the, 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 the trade union, you got in because your uncle, your dad, your brother was in. And yet we point at black people and we want to... Uh, not be supporters of affirmative action for African-Americans. We don't want to talk about diversity in the force. And that's a problem. So I, I think that brave people are standing up. I was part of a Twitter chat uh, earlier in the week where uh, authors of books of major publishers and independent publishers, I've written three books, as you know, working on number four and five now, and um, we were talking about the disparity in how black authors are paid versus white. And some of the white authors were sharing their advances, $400,000, $800,000. And most black authors, people like myself who've won awards, who've had best-selling books, don't get anywhere near that kind of money. Um, and, and just talking about, and these were first-time authors, by the way, people who hadn't proved themselves yet. So I applaud my white brothers and sisters who are out here now and you're telling the truth. You, you, you're looking in the mirror. You're looking at the speck in your own eye. You're, you're saying, hey, I don't think this is right. I, I didn't know or understand. Let me talk about this. So thank you for that. And please keep it up uh, because it is uh, an important thing uh, for us to know and to have transparency. 
Because the more we can be transparent, the more we can get through this together and get through this intact and get through this in a way that moves us forward and that brings us closer as a country to our motto, e pluribus unum out of many one. Um, right now, uh, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, make sure that you're sharing with your kids, particularly if you have little ones under the age of 12, the Sesame Street special that we're doing on CNN, the ABCs of COVID-19. It's a town hall for kids and parents. Um, there have been a few. There's one on this morning, and it's awesome. Uh, you're going to love it if you like me, and you love Big Bird, and you love uh, the Sesame Street crew, and Elmo, and Oscar, and Cookie Monster, and all of them. Sit your babies down, sit down with them, and let them learn about race, let them learn about uh the virus, let them learn about how to be safe, let them learn about how to uh, engage and talk at their young age about the issues of our day so that when mom and dad are talking and when you're trying to explain things to them, you got Big Bird and the crew helping you out. So that's my word this Saturday on the One America podcast. I want us to begin to be solution oriented. I want us to not be colorblind. I want us to be color conscious. I want us to sit down at the table of reform. I want us to work with our local governments, our local leaders, our state office holders, our federal office holders uh, in our churches. Bring it up. Don't be afraid. Do not let this moment be lost. Do not go back to the status quo of our time. Let's be change agents. Let's do what Bobby Kennedy once said. Uh, if not now, when If not us, who? And that is such a great way to end this podcast on this Saturday, June 13, 2020. Remember, it's summer. Get out. Get a walk. uh, Socialize, but social distance. Folks, we are not through this COVID crisis yet. There are spikes all over the country. The virus still exists. And we're being callous and we're being cavalier, and that's not wise. So make sure that when you go out, you have your mask. If you don't want to wear the mask too bad. It's for other people. You're you're being respectful of other people as they need to be respectful of you. And remember to support your local businesses. Keep doing the takeout. Have people over, but don't bring a lot of people over. Sit on your patio, sit on your deck like we do in my neighborhood every weekend and we have cocktails and we just space out and we put on the tiki torches and we put on some music and we just relax. It's good for the human soul. Take care of your soul. Take care of your mind. Take care of your body. Take care of you. So let me end uh, this Saturday as I try to end every Saturday morning uh, podcast and just remind you that you are an amazing, marvelous, wonderful being. If no one has told you that, I'm telling you that today. Uh, If you didn't know it, you are worthy. If you didn't know it, you have value. If you didn't know it, you have the power within you to be a change agent. You have the power within you to do good as all of us do. So uh, don't let this time get to you. Don't be down. Don't feel defeated. Don't feel like it's over. It's just beginning. It's a new start. It's a fresh start. Uh, Yes, we've all lost something. Some of us lost loved ones. Um, And we know that in the fall, we will have another wave of this virus. But at the end of the day, if we uh, take care of each other, if we look out for each other, if we prepare, we will be okay and we will get this done. So uh, God bless you and keep you and God bless the United States of America.